I have permission to wish somebody a happy birthday? Uh, well, I got the mic anyway, I guess. So. My beautiful wife, tomorrow. That's all right. I guess I better clap, too. She has an awesome birthday tomorrow. And I just want to wish my wife a happy birthday. Uh, Incredible woman of God, and I'm, and I'm grateful. One more time, can we say hope? hope? Martin Luther King Jr. stated that, made this statement that we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Read that again. We must accept that there are finite disappointments. There's life that takes place, and life happens to all of us. But we must never lose an infinite hope. And then in Colossians 1 and 27, Paul writing he, to the church there at Colossal, he says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's hope. Hope in a God that's absolutely crazy about us. He's mindful of every situation, and we have hope that can be established in Him tonight. So in connecting Martin Luther's quote there about infinite hope, and that we can't never lose infinite hope, and that hope of glory there recorded in Colossians 1 and 27, I want to connect those things and build on that just here for the next few moments. Because we are in flesh, and we're here, we're breathing still in this world, in this temporal body, if you will, and we must accept again that, that there will be finite disappointments. Life will happen to each and every one of us. There's situations and circumstances, things that we just don't always have the answer for. Sometimes we try to have answers for things that are disappointment, and we try to process it in our, again, our finite body, but there's sometimes just situations where we just simply have to trust God. There's times in life that we just don't always have the answers for everything going on. But I want to talk about, again, hope. Hope. An infinite hope that can be established in, obviously, Jesus Christ, our, our God, our Savior, again, that we're celebrating here tonight. So how do we really abide in hope? How do we have that really sustaining hope? Because we've all experienced things and we've met people where it seems like all hope was lost or we've maybe questioned situations or, or circumstances or, or maybe we've had a discussion or seen somebody's life where it seemed like all hope was dissolved. There was something missing in their life. So, so really, how do we walk in and just have a, an all-time, all-consuming, sustaining hope? And obviously the answer comes through the Word of God, but really to walk a life every day in this constant hope it takes the Holy Ghost. It takes the Spirit of God, Brother Jared. It takes a knowing that, hey, I've experienced the indwelling of God's Spirit in my life. And, and as challenges and as situations and circumstances come into our lives, if we have that Spirit that's helping us and that's enabling us to walk through different situations and circumstances, that's where really that constant sustaining hope comes from is through His Spirit. And I would encourage you, if you've never experienced the filling of the Holy Ghost, if you've never been baptized by His Spirit, His presence coming to live and abide in your life, I want to tell you that it's for you. 
believe wholeheartedly and still in the Acts 2.38 message that, hey, when we repent, when we've been baptized in, his, in the wonderful name of Jesus, when I've done the things that we can do in the flesh, that it's a promise, and I've heard Bishop for years, it's a promise that, hey, he says, I will give you my spirit. I will come and live inside of you. And that's where the only hope in this world, in this day and age, that we can face it with confidence is having the spirit and the presence of God in our life. Full of God's Spirit. Because we've seen it. We've seen those people that are encouraging people. We've also seen those that are discouraged. Or maybe their hope is waning. And, and there's sometimes when we see people, if you show me someone, though, that's encouraged, again, there will be something in them at the very core of their being. That's a person that has hope. When they face situations and they face trials and things that don't look like that it's, there's easy answers to, but yet they're still encouraged in the Spirit, there's hope deep down in that person. There's something that's established and settled deep within them to realize, hey, I don't understand this current circumstance. But there's something deep inside me that I have a hope in a God. A God that's still mindful of exactly where I am right this moment. And I can face this situation not knowing completely the outcome. But I know who my future is established in. That's a hope. A hope in Him. At the same time, you can show me someone that's discouraged or maybe they're walking through a season or a time of discouragement. Really, their hope has gotten waned. Their hope has gotten muzzled. It's gotten silent somehow. The enemies come in and they begin stealing or ciphering their, their hope out of them. And then discouragement can settle in. But I want to encourage somebody. Maybe you're facing something here tonight. Maybe there's a, a trial or a circumstance and you just don't see a lot of hope. Let hope rise within you here tonight. Realize Jesus Christ, our God, He's mindful of you in your circumstance. He's mindful right where you are. He just, again, He just sent me some really simple here tonight. There's hope. There's hope. When we completely trust in Him, there is hope in every situation. There's a book that I want to strongly recommend, and I, we've misplaced our copy of it. Sister Monica blessed me with her copy this morning. And, because there were some things I wanted to refer back to, but I encourage you to read the book Hope Quotient. And in the book Hope Quotient, Howard Hendricks makes a statement, and I quote, he says, Discouragement is the anesthetic that the devil uses on a person just before he reaches in and takes their heart and plants a seed of discouragement. He goes on to say, When people lose their hope, they lose their ability to dream for the future. Despair replaces their joy. Fear replaces their faith. And anxiety replaces their prayer. Please hear me, somebody. The devil wants to steep in there. He wants to put down. He wants to begin stealing things from us. He wants to put anxiety in there, which steals our prayer life. And it steals our praise and our worship. He wants to place despair with joy. That's a tactic of the enemy. He would come he, again. Let somebody grab hold. There's still hope. Our God is still in control. He's still mindful of you and your situation. Howard goes on to say, and he explains that when spouses lose hope, soon their marriages is in despair. When parents give up on their teens, leaders, or when parents give up, soon they give up and lose hope on their teens or their wayward children. And when leaders give up on the people, they soon have this complacency in their homes and in their lives and in those that they're leading. 
In short, it's impossible to be spiritually, psychologically, and emotionally and relationally healthy when the devil has come in and he's stolen or silenced your hope. As you see, you can live roughly 40 days without food. You can live roughly three days without water and approximately eight minutes without hope, without air. But you really can't live physically and spiritually and emotionally at all if your hope, if your hope has been stolen, if your hope's been silenced, you can't let hope rise. Ma'am, don't give up. Sir, don't give up. There's prayers you've been praying for a long time. I've just come to sprinkle a little hope in those situations tonight. There's those that you've been praying for and that you've been reaching for and that you've been encouraging. Prayer requests, healings that you've been praying for. Let's just sprinkle some hope in that here tonight. Before we leave here in the next 20 minutes or so, let's say, okay, God, I realize that you're still in control. God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to realize that there's still hope in every situation and in every circumstance. And really, when we think about it, it seems real simple. I just have hope. I just put hope in situations, and I come to tell you, really, it is that simple. But again, because of circumstances and because of distractions and things, our hope gets, dis- our hope gets silenced. It gets covered up and, and blanket upon blanket, and it gets covered up, and we start losing hope. I just want to challenge you. Let's let hope rise. Stir up that gift of hope that's deep down within you. Stir up those prayers. Rekindle that fire and realize that there's hope because our Jesus is still mindful of you, and he's mindful of you and you and you in every situation that we're facing. See, the absence of hope in people's lives is really sending them on a path of destruction. Because when they lose hope, again, they start dreaming for the future. They stop having passion for things because their hope has been silenced. Let's have hope. Can you just connect with that person there next to you? Let's pray. Lord, the authority and the mighty power and the word that you promised us, God, right now. God, let hope rise in these that we're connected with right now, God. God, I know you give me this simple word here tonight. There's circumstances, God, to give hope, Lord. Let encouragement flow through this sanctuary right now, God, through each and every row, each and every even seat, Lord, that we're sitting in here tonight, God. Let hope rise, God. Encourage them in their spirit, God, and realize that you're still mindful of them. You're still mindful of every situation. Every circumstance, God, bless them. Bless them, oh God. Let something be stirred within them here tonight, God, realizing that you're in control. Let hope rise, God. See, there's faith and there's hope. You really can't have one without the other when you really think about it. See, faith is that something that we're, we believe in, that's something that we're sure, something that we're confident in. We have faith in God. We're confident in the God that we serve. We're confident in that, that being, that, that almighty deity that we're serving here tonight. That's, that's faith, something that we have confidence, faith in. We're confident in God. But see, it's hope that puts trust in Him. It's hope that actually looks forward, expects things, it's it's anticipation. Hope gives us that expectation of what it is that we're believing in. 
See, please hear me. It's my faith that believes in God, but it's my hope that trusts that same God. My faith believes in God. But when Nick has situations and circumstances, it's that, it's that hope and actually trust in that God that I believe in. We must have hope. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. We've heard this very, very often. We hear it all the time. And the things that are hoped for, that's the things that we're expecting. It's the things that we're looking for. It's that those things that we're guaranteed, those things that we're hoping for. But it's the evidence of things we haven't seen just yet. But I still have that confidence, that guarantee in this God, this faith that I have in God, I still have that expectation that, hey, it's on its way. It's something that I can, I, I can realize, hey, I can establish my footing. I'm, on, I'm settled on that rock. That's, that's the hope. Very little hope can be found, obviously, in this world that we live in today. Jared alluded to it a few moments ago. Anything you see, read, or hear, it's, it's not a lot of hope in it. It's, it's a lot of negativity, things that we're bombarded with. And so if we're not careful, we allow the things of this world to also steal and silence our hope. Because, see, the way the world looks at hope is they just kind of hope for things is maybe or maybe something will or won't happen. They hope for a good job. They hope the paycheck's going to be enough. They they hope at the end of the paycheck there's enough to pay the bills. They, they hope the kids. It's just something that may or may not. There's not a whole lot of confidence in it most of the time. That's the way the world looks at hope. They hope their favorite team wins the ball game or whoever that is. They, they hope Tennessee wins. Uh, didn't mean to say that. Uh, they hope Kentucky wins. Let me pick, throw that back in my sample. You know, sometimes in the carnal, man, that's how we hope for things. It's something that may, but maybe if it comes out, great. But, but this hope, a biblical hope, is realizing that, hey, okay, I'm settled in this thing. Romans 15 and 13, now the God of hope will fill you with all joy in peace and believing that you may abound in hope. And how do we abound in the hope? There it is again, through the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's read that again. Now the God of hope fill you. And when we have the hope that God gives us, it also gives us joy. It gives us peace. And then it tells us you're going to abound in hope. And how do we abound in the hope? Again, it's through the Spirit, the presence of God dwelling in us. That's how we're really established and settled in a confident hope, through the power of God's Spirit. So the Scripture is telling you, hey, if the Holy Ghost is really what enabled, enables us to walk through every situation, walk through every circumstance, every trial, everything we approach, everything that comes at us, we're able to walk through those things. Brother Todd realized, okay, I don't have the answers, but that, that hope that I have established in a faithful God. I don't know about you all, but He's been faithful to me. So again, when I don't have answers or when there's things that are coming at us, when there's multiple funerals in just a few days, we don't understand these things and still realize, okay, God, we're still going to take another step. We're still going to keep walking. We're still going to keep trusting because you've been faithful to me. I don't know about you, but he's proved himself to me. Sister Jane, he's proved himself time and time again. So as things happen, okay, God, that's the hope that we're established and settled in here tonight. 
And the reason we can really, when we go back to the root of it all, how can we really have hope in this? It comes in four words. And we're going to read Matthew 28, 1 through 6 here. How can we really have this settled hope? It was established in Matthew 28. Jesus had just waited, been crucified. The blood for each and every one of us for our sins. And we, when we read this here in 28 verse 1, it says, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. Verse 5, And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Yes, he was crucified. We, they, they saw it. They knew what it took place. They'd come to check. And in verse 6 it says, He is not here, for he is risen. Hope was established. For He is risen. That Savior, everything of which we believe on, salvation as we know it, the New Testament church really as we knew, Him leaving, Him being risen, and sending back the Spirit, the Holy Ghost we just realized, or we just read about, that we've got to have hope was really established right there. He's risen. He's conquered death. He's conquered the grave. Everything that we need, hope was established right there. For He is risen. It was established. And why? Because we serve a victorious king. A victorious king. Everything was settled right then and right there. That's the hope that we're walking in. That's why we continue taking those steps. Realize, okay, God, I trust. I trust. Again, I don't understand it. I don't have the answers. But God, I trust. For he is risen. Can you look at your neighbor and tell him, say, we win. Look at your other day and tell us, say, we win. We're serving a victorious Savior. That's who really our hope is in. And that's why we can read with confidence there in Isaiah 43 and 1. When we read this prophecy here, this prophetic words really, it says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. This is hope. This is really a scripture of hope here. I've redeemed you. You have hope deep down within you. Whether you realize it or not, there's hope. And God just asked you to stir it up. He's redeemed you. For I have called thee by name, for thou art mine. That's hope. He's redeemed you. He's sealed you. That's hope that we're reading right there. Verse 2, when thou passest through the waters, when life is coming, when you're going through things, hope's established in you because I've redeemed you. Getting excited, we're almost fixing to go to Sunday night service. Come on, somebody. There's hope because He's redeemed you. He's just told us. When you walk through the waters, when, when mess and when stuff is coming at you, there's hope because He's redeemed you and you're His. He just says, For thou art mine. Sorry, I'm getting a little too excited here. When you walk through the rivers, thou shalt not overflow thee. I was at the waters I could handle. There were some sprinkles there. I was getting a little bit wet and life was happening. But hey, I've, I've made it through them. But now we have rivers coming at us. We just got another phone call we didn't quite understand. We just got another text message or word that we didn't quite. Now rivers are coming. 
But they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire. Okay, now we're really getting out there. God, there's a lot of things going on now I don't understand. We went to waters, we went to rivers, now we've got fire. It's really getting chaotic. And he says, thou shalt not be burned because hope was established when he was risen. Come on, somebody. There's hope there in those scriptures. Hey, things are going to take place, and I don't understand it. Now we have all these things, but you will not be burned, neither shall they kindle a flame upon thee. That's hope. For I am the Lord thy God. I'm the Holy One of Israel. I'm thy Savior. That's hope. So let hope rise. Let hope be stirred up. We don't understand the waters. We don't understand the fire, the rivers. We don't understand every situation, but there's hope. Because he said, I have redeemed you. You're mine. Someone needs to let some hope rise here in your thoughts. Let confidence be in those situations. Let encouragement rise in things that you're facing. Let hope rise in that marriage. Let hope rise for that spouse. Let hope rise for that home. Let hope rise for that wayward child, that prodigal, that relative that you know. Let hope rise. Maybe there's a medical diagnosis. I'm just saying, let's let some hope rise and realize that he's redeemed us. He's called us out. He set us apart. Let hope rise in every circumstance and in every situation. Let hope. Let hope be present. Let there be hope. Again, we will face discouragement. We'll face things as hurts and There'll be bitterness and there'll be things we don't quite understand. Let's let hope. Let's dream again. Let's get those visions again of that loved one walking in these doors. Let's get that vision, Tiny Harris, of walking out of that hospital room. Let's get vision. Let's get hope. Don't let the enemy steal your hope tonight. Don't let the enemy steal it. Let's let joy and let peace abound because there is hope in the Savior. He is a risen God that we serve here tonight. Brother Nathan, if you don't mind coming back and helping me. We're fishing a prayer. We're fishing a hush. We're fishing a prayer. Let hope rise. Let hope rise. Let those things in your spirit, things that hope is dissipated on, let, the, let it come back to your mind here tonight because we're fishing a prayer. We want to speak over these things. Let hope rise. Let's walk out of here in a few moments here, being encouraged and realizing our God is still in control. This is a God we can trust in. This is a God that realizes every situation and every circumstance that you're facing here tonight. He knows. We can keep taking those steps and realizing, God, I still trust. That's hope. That's hope. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, or really revelation, we perish. People are unrestrained. It's in the Amplified. It says, but happy and blessed is he who keeps the law. Really, that, that, that vision there, that revelation of God, of his word, those, those promises, those things, those declarations that many of us have made over situations, that's really the vision. Because we can have sight of things, and we see things as, as through the fleshly voice and through fleshly eyes, excuse me. We see it, we have sight of it, but God's asking, hey, let's get some vision for these things. Let's get revelation and start declaring hope in the situations where our sight's gotten blurred. Our, our sight's gotten kind of just covered up and masked and we're seeing things blurry. And through a dark glass dimly, God's asking, hey, let's stir up some revelation. Let's stir up declarations of hope. 
and speak it over situations and circumstance. If we could just have a little bit of hope, there can be a little expectancy. We can start declaring some things once again. Let hope rise. Let's see God do great mighty things. Let's see that marriage be the marriage God wants it to be. Let's see that home be the home that God wants it to be. Let's see that healing again. Because we start praying boldly and not timid in our prayers. Because why? We have hope in a miracle working. We have hope that God that simply spoke things into existence and created everything that we see and know. There's no disease that's too hard for Him. Let's speak hope. Let's have an expectation. Let's have that trust. Knowing that He's mindful of everything that we're going through. Can you stand with me? Please don't rush out of here. I'm mindful of the time. I know we get to 8 o'clock and we think we got to be in the car headed home. Give me just five minutes. Please. Let hope rise. Let's have an expectation and expectancy. You see, hope really isn't just a feeling. It's a path. It's walking in Him, being confident in Him. Walking in what God has for us. Abiding in the hope that God's asking and wants for us. It's a lifestyle. It becomes a mindset. Realize, God, I want my mind to have be clear. I want my mind to be focused. I want my mind to be a mind that's, that's trusting and knowing. And we have hope in an all-powerful, all-knowing God. Please again remember and realize that at this God that we have hope in, He's greater than any situation. Any circumstance that you could be facing. Because again, as Martin Luther stated there as we began, he says we must accept, again, there's finite disappointment. But this God, we're serving. Let us not lose infinite hope. Infinite, ongoing, every situation, every circumstance. We have a powerful God. We still have time, and I'd ask you, can, can we all just come around the front very quickly? We just want to pray one another. We'll be mindful of one another. I'm going to stop right here. We're going to pray. As Isaiah stated there, he's redeemed you. He's claimed you. He's called you his. In the statement we read there in Matthew that he is risen, upon which everything from then on out was realizing that everything was established and there's a hope. That's who we're praying to. So again, God's asked us now, let's let hope rise. Situations and things you've been praying about, God's asked, hey, let's, let's, let's have hope and realize, God, you're in control. If it's appropriate, again, we're mindful of one another. Let's connect with that person next to you. And before you start praying, before you start praying, I want you to look at them, tell them, say, God's redeemed us. And right after he redeemed us there in Isaiah, he said that he called you his. You're his. And he told us that he's a risen Savior. He conquered everything. He conquered the grave. 
So these healings that need to take place, these miracles, this is nothing for our God. And before we start praying, look at him one more time and say, let hope rise. Let's let hope rise. Can we pray? Let's pray for one another. God, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, by the authority of your word, oh God. Promises and declarations that you've put in the word of God. Lord, we're praying hope in the situations, God, that looked like there wasn't any hope left, God. God, let hope rise in families and in homes and in situations. God, let hope rise in circumstances and marriages and families and children, God. God, we're declaring things, Lord, as you see them, God. God, let us look at situations as you look at them, God. God, for you look at everything with hope, God. For you've redeemed, God. You've saved. You've healed. God, bless my brother, God. Bless my sister, God. Come on, somebody. Let's pray in the Spirit. God, you're able, God. God, fill them with the Holy Ghost and fire, oh God.